for barbecue that can't be beat. Try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust full flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. Oh no, some scary clowns squirting water all over my comics. Never fear, son. In Colorado, there is one place to go for all your comic needs. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh boy, thanks, Coins, Cards, Comics, man. Oh no, there's a lady hanging off that building. Can you save her? I can't save her, but you can also save 20% by getting a hold slot at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh no, she's falling. Did you know prices are also falling on back issues at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics? Thanks for saving me, Coins, Cards, Comics guy. Now I can buy my son the card games he wants and the sports memorabilia my husband wants. That's correct, ma'am. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics knocks it out of the park. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And tell them the real nerd sent you! Does this sound familiar? You're interested in purchasing that new action figure, but aren't sure if it's worth it? Well, come check out PlasticExplosion.com, where you can go to find all the latest and greatest action figure previews and reviews. Every week, they'll be bringing you reviews and picks from your favorite collections, such as DC Universe, Masters of the Universe Classics, Marvel Universe, Star Wars, Transformers, and many more. Come check us out at PlasticExplosion.com. That's PlasticExplosion.com. Welcome to the podcast. I am Ryan. To my left is Brad. To my right is James. And we are the Real Nerds. If you have never listened to the Real Nerds, then I'm going to ear fuck you with what we do. I don't know. Thanks. That, that was aggressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please, don't. no. He's not. Please, no, no, no. Don't pause it yet. He's not going to ear fuck you. Please. Uh, anyways, every week we go see a movie. And me and James' case this week, we saw two movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get into our main review of movies, we always hit the fan mail section mm-hmm. thank you everybody who sent us stuff we also do what we've been watching now what we've been watching is anything it could be tv it could be movies it could be the coyotes who are fucking each other across the street whoa but that's what we could be watching you never know after that we go ahead and hit up some box office stats and then we do some dvd and blu-ray releases and we also check some some news that tickles our fancy and then we do a comic book corner james has a comic book for us this week i do and then we get into our two-movie review this week, but J- Brad can only participate in one. We also have something special bonus interview thing going on this we week. We do. Yeah. Uh, c- can I finish my thought, and then I'll get into your fucking interview? God oh, damn it. I'm sorry, sir. Oh, you made him mad. Don't make him mad. We also have interviews from <laughs> Mile High Horror Fest that we will be playing for you. And which one do we have this week, Brad? Uh, we have Ani from the Fresh Film News. Ani from the Fresh Film News. Yeah, she was cool. Yeah, they got a cool website, too. Yeah, they do. Especially... You, uh, you know the guy who runs it, right? I do. Arthur. Arthur, yeah. Yeah. Arthur Martinez. He's her. a local actor, and 
uh, they go around uh, the local Denver film scene and interview people and highlight their work. But uh, you'll find out more about that later. Yeah, tune in on uh, whenever Brad puts it up in the middle of the week. And, uh, we'll have no, 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 that'll for be you. this episode. Oh, you're putting it in the episode? Yeah, 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 yeah. it's not that long. Oh, okay. Should we I've... start this over? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 Don't need to. That's okay. I thought you, you wanted to do our an episode, but yeah, we'll insert it in. So when you want to put it in, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, slow burn. Oh man. Uh, Anyways, yeah. So we'll have a special interview. This episode, not its own interview. <laughs> section that anyway. brad will put up I, I thought we coordinated this well beforehand and yeah it's, it's almost like we haven't done, done an interview in a while i know right anyways um the two movies we saw this week me and james saw zero dark 30 and then the whole real nerds crew saw gangster squad mm-hmm. so stay tuned for those and other exciting news on real nerds hey if you wanted to leave us a message you can call us 720-6nerds5 you can also tweet us real underscore nerds hey james you can email us Real nerds at gmail.com. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com, leave us a comment. Or you can like us on Facebook and leave a comment there. You don't even have to like us on Facebook. You can just leave a comment on our page. But we prefer you did. Why would yeah. I email us? I'm not talking to you. I'm talking oh. people listening. James, you're so... God damn it. Oh, sorry. So my fucking oh, God, now, I, now I made it mad. Fuckers. This is why we're not number one on iTunes, James. Yeah, <laughs> this is why we're... Habitually oh, stuck in not, like the 19 to 35 area. <laughs> Never crack the top. All this fucking 15. We are losing oh. to podcasts that don't even go up anymore. I know. <laughs> we lose to the big gay podcast that has a picture of Jamie Foxx on it. What is what? that about? Wait, you wait, did you see Django Unchained? I can tell you what it's about. No, but that was that was way before it, Django oh, Unchained. And okay. it's this picture that looks like they, I don't know, paparazzied him. Maybe they knew it somewhere, was Or he's going to go shake someone's hand and they use his picture for their podcast uh, uh, you're looking at me like i've seen it i haven't you, you, i have no idea going, you're talking about. Yeah, go on itunes and check where our podcast is God, no once in a while but i don't no, see that you know what i just focus on us doing a good job every week and hopefully we get a response from you know it. what but, uh, mine is about being the best I'm so not, uh, i don't I'm know not what you guys are in this rodeo for i i like to see movies every week that's true that's, that's true okay. hey can I, i'm gonna bring up something before we get into fan mail though okay real quick Okay, I was really into the trailer for 42 until they played yeah. that Jay-Z song. Yes. And yes. they rhymed Robinson with Brooklyn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I was really excited to see Harrison Ford yeah. on there. I, I really thought that like Kanye West was going to show up in like a bit role in the back. Like that, As soon as that, that song played, I was like, oh, no, why are you doing because this? Because it even had like that really inspirational, you know. Yeah. It's marketing, guys. It's marketing. I know. know. You're not the target audience. But you know what? That song's going to play during the credits, and I'm going to get pissed off no matter how good the movie is. No, I resent that. I am the target audience of that movie. It looked great, and I was like, fuck yeah, inspiration. That's why the beginning is so great, and then they're like, well, we got to attract another uh, market to the movie. What what, What, what audience are they trying to attract, What market? What market, (laughs) Brad? What market? Are you, are you the way you're the staring at me market? just completely. <laughs> the way you looked at me just completely threw completely threw me off. Hey, uh, James, anyway, I don't. I don't. Have I'll to say go. it. The black market. <laughs> uh, Eighteen to. What, yeah, the young Was it twenty? Is it twenty four? I think it's twenty four. Eighteen to twenty four. All those kids 18 from to the nineties who've been listening to Jay Z. Black males who are fans of Jackie Robinson and feel like he inspired their lives. I, I think that Jackie Robinson is inspiring, I think, even if you're not black. I, yeah, True. I think Jackie Robinson is an inspiration to all Americans trying to make a difference. But sometimes you got to be a little on the nose when you're selling. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. 
Speaking of which, you know that one song wasn't even in Gangster Squad that was in all their trailers. That oh yeah, hit me, hit me. Yeah. You know it should have been. Should have. No. Anyway, let's no. get. Anyways, it. We'll, we'll save everything. Uh, I don't have the computer this week, so James is going to have to read fan mail. Fan mail. Well, as far as I know, there's only one thing here, and it's an email from Dan, uh, and he says, "Greetings, greetings, Dan." I'm an, uh, I'll try to not Hola. respond. Hola. Yeah. Um, I'm not used to reading on the air. This is weird. Uh, anyway, um, an interesting comment uh, was I made. I have during faith li- in you, James, that you know how to read. Oh. So I'm going to... Oh, thank you. I'm not <laughs> as tense anymore, so that did help. An interesting comment was made on one of your most recent uh, podcasts that caught my attention. It was suggested that Django Unchained, as good as it was, in, in parentheses, uh, is Quentin Tarantino's worst movie. That's... Well, that's kind of what I said. You um, exactly what, what you said. What you said <laughs> is, is it was your least favorite. Yes, I said it's my least favorite. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in thinking about his filmography, I'm of a similar opinion. Uh, in that, more recent uh, Tarantino films are less impressive than his early ones. Uh, or to put it another way, I per- I prefer his early directing style. Uh, for me, Death Proof is Tarantino's worst film. A lot of people feel that way. Um, Tarantino uh, said it too. <laughs> if it can be called such, as it was, ac- it was actually a feature within Grindhouse, which is true. Um, while I liked the first half of Death Proof, and the second half was dead weight. Uh, I appreciated that the skill. Uh, I appreciated the skill in choreographing a practical car chase, uh, but I wasn't invested in the characters, and therefore I wasn't engaged in the film. Additionally, the character and st- of stuntman Mike was so rich and charismatic that his absence throughout most of the second half leaves a void that the film drags and the film drags down. Uh, and I think that Django Unchained suffers a similar fate. I agree with your assessment that the film has pacing problems, especially in the last act. Part of that, I believe, is the absence of Dr. King Schultz. Uh, he is such a charismatic character um, that uh, that his departure... Spoilers, by the way, for Django <laughs> Unchained. Uh, <coughs> that his departure leaves a void, causing the film to drag a bit. Most directors evolve their style... Uh, but it's interesting how often hit this fails to produce better work. Uh, regards, Dan. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Um, I don't agree that he is going downhill. I, I think that Inglorious Bastards is a masterpiece. I could watch that movie any day. Like, um, But, that is yeah, that's kind of how I feel about Django. And I, I didn't say that, and I don't think I realized it until now, but I think he might be right as far as I was concerned. That, yeah, once Schultz is gone... Um, I don't care as much about Django as I did Schultz, but hmm. I mean, you guys really loved it, so yeah, I I thought it was yeah. sweet. So um, like, I was I was bummed out when you know he gets just dispatched, yeah. but, I but mean, also, it didn't ruin it, the movie for it, me. Yeah, to me, it's not that shocking because yeah. he's named Mr. King. So yeah, that and <laughs> and you know, you kind of uh, you got the feeling that it happens a lot in Tarantino movies where really popular characters meet demises. You yeah, know? yeah. Oh yeah. Um. And, and yeah, it, it, for me, it's really just the pacing. Um, I mean, I I love Death Proof. I really do. Uh, I think that I I am so impressed by that car chase at the end that, and and I don't think that something like is necessarily gone. In fact, he he just totally changes dramatically where he is this sort of whiny bitch and you kind of want these girls to beat the shit out of him. Um, <laughs> Mike. So when he gets shot is great. Oh, absolutely. When he's sitting in the car and he's like pouring whiskey and he's crying on himself. Oh man. Um, Kurt Russell hasn't been that good since overboard. <laughs> Anybody see that movie, but me, uh, no, no, no. I, I've seen overboard quite a few times in my life. It's one of my mom's favorite movies. 
me too when I was young is because Goldie Hawn is wearing a thong. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, Saying, oh yeah? Did my dad say that? Oh, his uh, Ryan's wife just said that he sounds like his dad when he's being when he's being creepy like that. I'm gonna grow a mustache like my father he's, too. He's gonna do it while you're asleep. He'll and, crawl into and, bed and next to <laughs> you and go, "Oh yeah." No, when she's a, when she's lying in bed, I crawl up next to her and I go, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh, that's awful." Hey, Laura, grab my Peter. It's it's rubbing against you. Oh, this is just no. no, no yeah. And then no. she makes me go sleep on the couch. I'm so, grossed out by this. Uh, anybody out there who's Going to get married or is married? Don't use a Peter Griffin voice to your wife because she will not respond to you. <laughs> <laughs> really? Never would have expected that. Uh, so, yeah, my least favorite uh, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino movie is Jackie Brown. No way. Really? Yeah. But that's like, that's like saying, uh, I don't want to pick on anybody. Michael Bay? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Transformers. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Or Transformers. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I didn't think that was a real movie. You didn't think Transmorphers no. was real? Transmorphers right. is real, and it's the yeah. actual name of the movie. All right, well, then that means that yeah. one of my shit show reviews needs to be Transformers now. Um, but yeah. <laughs> should be I, Transformers. That's <laughs> funny, though, because the, uh, um, like, may, many days of the week, my favorite uh, Quentin Tarantino movie is Jackie Brown. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I agree yeah. with like, Brad. That's, like, like my least four favorite. four out of seven. I think it's yeah. kind of boring. When it's was it's a good movie, it? but it's, it's kind of boring in a lot of places. So. I don't think it's, I, I think it's not as, um... It's not as wild as his other movies are. You know, it is more like a traditional plot and a, you know, sort of traditional characters that are a bit more understated. But that's kind of what I like about it. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, he's not, there's not a lot of Tarantino-ness in that movie. Um, but I think it's a great movie. I, I, I love that movie. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Jackie Brown is still better than most. Yeah. Even if that is your least favorite movie. Um, yeah. And uh, if 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 Django or Kill Bill bad one, Tarantino movie is still better than most movies yeah, is what exactly. I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Django was still on my top twenty <clears throat> at twenty, but still, it was there. Actually, so. not a bad Tarantino movie. Just a mediocre Tarantino movie, right? Yeah, because yeah. I don't think there is a bad one. A disappointing one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyways, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Again, always insightful. Yeah, and yeah. We also got a tweet. Did we? Did we? Yeah, uh, Kelly McQuaid. Oh, that's uh, right. Told us that she is very excited to f- try and watch Robot and Frank sometime. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Thanks to us. Which Thanks to I, you. I kind of am too. So yeah, Brad has got everybody on the road. She thanked all of us, Frank. but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you. Come yeah, on. I I sold it. You sold <laughs> yeah. it. You sold the movie. And I should that's get all you can ask for. I should, I should get some checks from you Sony. <laughs> you should. They're like, well, this movie made ten thousand dollars. Here's your five cent <laughs> check. Yeah. Sweet guys, I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> cool. Cool. So now it's time to find out what the real nerds have been watching all week long. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Uh, this week, I saw a few things. Um, my brother borrowed a bunch of movies from me, so I was over at his house, and I, I said, you know what, I'm going to go through his collection, I'm just going to pick a movie, and I'm going to watch it. And the movie I picked was License to Drive, which is... A 1988 movie starring the Corys and a very young Heather Graham. Uh, wow. In it, the whole point of the movie is uh, Corey Haim is trying to get his license to take out this girl, Mercedes. And he, he all he dreams about is how to be cool in school is if you have a license and a, a cool car. And that means you get the hot chick. And it's, uh, yeah, it's totally 80s. But th- <laughs> I mean, there's some there's some funny parts in it. Uh but like the first half of the movie is actually pretty funny, but then it goes into 
it's almost predictable. I've seen it before, but I didn't really remember it. It goes into predictable, oh, the car's going to get messed up and things like that. But he had some great moments with his dad, who's, I forget the name of his dad in the movie, but he's he's like the dad in lots of 80s movies. And so he's he wears big glasses and has a thick mustache. You'd know who he was if you saw him. And uh, so he has some really funny bits with his dad. And uh, I, I don't know if uh, Corey Feldman was jealous because Corey Haim was like the lead in it. Um, but they both, they had have been like 16 or 17 in this movie because they both look really young. And it's just cheese dick 80 stuff. Like the soundtrack is totally synth. and uh, But I still enjoyed it. You know, it, it reminds me of a time when I was younger and I liked those kind of movies where, <laughs> you know, what kind of zany things are you get into? It's in the vein of adventures and babysitting and things like that that's all i can really say about it you know he tr- he gets his license and um not a real uh, examination yeah. of the human condition <laughs> yeah uh there's nothing there's like no redeeming qualities the the her boyfriend mercedes heather graham's boyfriend at the beginning is an italian dude who drives a ferrari <laughs> and everyone thinks he's so cool and he has like this sometimes m- he drives a mercedes <laughs> yeah he, <does. laughs> he drives he has this like really puffy mullet and he talks like these, or however Italian talk. Is he know. a Mario character? Yeah, he should be. He'd be like, hey, I'm Mercedes, why don't you come with me into my car? Wahoo! <laughs> 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 and, yeah, so he drives a Ferrari. Yep. How does a high school student afford a Ferrari? No, this the creepy part is this dude, her boyfriend, is some old dude who runs, like, a, <laughs> a nightclub downtown. Uh. And she takes, Corey Haim picks her up to go out. He didn't get his license, by the way, guys. Oh, no. He failed the driving exam. <laughs> but the computers crashed because he punched the computer, so all of them crashed. So then he got in the car, and he had to take the uh, the road test because they had no way to back up the systems back in the 80s, I guess. And the, his... Well, they were. There somebody was no in the, floppy somebody disk in the big room enough. could have just said, no, you failed it, and then you broke our computers. You don't get a license, kid. <laughs> that <laughs> couldn't happen? No, because they had to introduce the mean black g- <laughs> driving instructor where, where he comes in and he says... Uh, his, I think his last name was Anderson. Yeah, he says, Anderson, I don't believe in clipboards, but that cup is full of really hot coffee. You spill a drop, you fail. And so the whole time he's driving, he can't spill the coffee. See, this is when the movie's kind of funny because you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of cheesy and funny. Um, but yeah, check it out. I think it's streaming actually for free on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, but my brother had the DVD, and I'm going to go back and listen to the commentary just because I can. Cool. Uh, I also... Yesterday, Laura was working, and I wanted to watch a movie, so I went to Best Buy, and I was going to pick some random movie to watch, and I picked up Sin City, which I haven't seen since it was in theaters, oh. and uh, the movie's actually pretty cool. It's 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 kind of in the vein of Gangster Squad, where it's a really film noir, and uh, the there's lots of monologues of or voiceovers of whether it's Josh Hartnett or Bruce Willis or Mickey Rourke, you know, talking over in that really gruff 1940s kind of style. And yeah. the movie shot really well. Um, the movie's lots of fun. Um, well, as much fun as a depressing movie can be. Yeah. yeah. But the characters are really cool. I think Bruce Willis is really good in it. Um, Mickey Rourke is really good in it. Mickey Rourke plays Marv. He's kind of this deformed uh, muscle guy who's an ex-con. Yeah. And uh, Bruce Willis plays a cop who his last case is the whole town's run by this evil cardinal and the the mayor of the town is also evil and his son is a, a pedophile rapist murderer 
Yeah. And Bruce Willis finally catches him and shoots off his dick and shoots off his hand. And his partner backstabs on Michael Madsen and he has to go away. And I really liked his arc because at the end, Bruce Willis ripped off that dude's dick and punched his face until it was gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. That yellow bastard. Um, uh, the movie's really shot really cool. I, I oh, really yeah, think, I think it's, it's very creative. Oh, yeah. And, uh, as far as capturing the essence of the the comic. Because yeah. the comic was all done on like... Like um, it's all done with negative space. The way that, that yeah. Frank Miller draws it, I think he even draws it on black paper, um, which is really cool. Because uh, I've said this before, I don't think Frank Miller is a very good artist. He, yeah, his art style kind of drives me nuts. Well, because it's all it's all silhouettes. It's not even there aren't hardly characters. They're just outlines of characters. But what but. Rod, Robert Rodriguez does, he really brought the world. You brought you into the world. I mean, there's really cool highlights. Um, I mean, all the a lot of the girls had colors on them. Yeah. Um, and it was just really well done because it did, it sort of kicked off that whole like this movie was filmed entirely in CG thing that then you know three hundred did and <clears throat> the spirit did. Did you watch the spirit? Um, no, I've still never seen the spirit. I still want to see it just because I I don't know why I want. I'm see curious. It. Yeah, yeah, curious curiosity. I guess is the I want to see put how me bad to sleep. It is. Did it really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I heard it's horrible. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Frank Miller shouldn't make movies. It looks pretty, but it's. Uh... Not very interesting. Well, and it's not the spirit. Like, that's not what the spirit looks like. The spirit yeah, doesn't he, look like Sin City. The spirit is blue. Yeah, it's really crazy, too, because remember, like, the spirit's poster was exactly like Sin City's poster. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so it's almost like Frank Miller didn't learn anything from being on a movie set from Robert Rodriguez. He just copied it. But Frank Miller has a cameo in Sin City. He plays the priest that yes, Marv kills. That's mm-hmm. right. That I forgot. Uh, and all the actors are really good in it. I mean, all of them are... Benicio del Toro is really good. Um, it's funny. I remember I saw that movie with my brother, and we got home, and I didn't really know, like, we didn't really know what we had seen or if we liked it necessarily. Um, and so we went right back to the theater and watched Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> so like we spent <laughs> eight hours in the theater that day just because we were like, we need to clean our palate because that was weird. Hmm. Um, it is, and and Elijah Wood plays a really weird character, and oh, he yeah. never speaks, and it's kind of cool seeing him play something different. Um, Rutger Hauer has a good part in it. I mean, there's lots of famous people in it. Yeah. And I guess they probably did it because maybe shot for a week and then they left. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it, and it, I got on Blu-ray. It looks amazing on Blu-ray. I mean, it's mm-hmm. beautiful Very on cool. Blu-ray. I might have to check that out again. Uh, I also watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And awesome. I think of all the Indiana Jones, that one actually moves the fastest, where yes. they kind of are always doing something. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's the best one, but I mean, I was saying that it's not the best Indiana Jones is just silly. Um, it, the, it's still a fun oh, yeah. movie. It's amazing. I, I've always sort of said that, well, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite movie of all time. Um, so obviously that is my favorite Raider, uh, Indiana Jones movie. Um, but I've always said that I think that the Last Crusade is actually a better written film. Like, like there, are, there is more character and more like emotional pull, and I really, f- I really feel like I understand those characters more at the end of that movie mm-hmm. than you do after anything else. Um, I love the puzzle solving. It's yeah, it, it's, oh yeah, yeah, that, mystery, yeah. Those yeah. scenes. Oh man, yeah. yeah. It's not just like they go to this continent and like fight these guys. It's like, oh, we have to solve like what these decipher what yeah. these mean and how they connect the things and yeah it's like, pretty cool everything yeah. that happens in in uh in in Rid is the lost ark is all like it's all it's iconic and it's cool but it's really like this action sequence we we crawl out of the tomb and we're at the flying wing sequence like there really is no like thinking your way through it whereas Rid is the lost ark is really like a there's more of a story there you're right like they they go to the the church and then they go to germany and then they you know 
Um, Which is neat. You know, one of my favorite scenes in it, and I didn't remember, I haven't seen it in a little bit, but, you know, uh, Indy and his father are sitting on the uh, Zeppelin, and, you know, uh, (laughs) not the no ticket part, that part's awesome, but, you know, he sits down, he says, you were never around, and you didn't listen to me, and he says, well, I'm listening now, what do you want to talk about? And he doesn't say anything, because he says, uh... (laughs) Yeah. It's just a really good father-son story. And he's like, you left when you just started to get interesting. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah. Uh, That movie's great. And um, just watching it again. I mean, I'm just having fun because, again, you know, Laura bought me the the set for Christmas, and I fucking love those movies. I think Indy is such a cool character. And that one is gorgeous on Blu-ray. Oh, man. Man. There's uh, the part where they're actually in where they go to the get the... uh, The fucking cup. cup. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fucking cup. <laughs> the fucking cup. Indiana Jones and the fucking <laughs> cup. Yeah. The, but it's it's so beautiful. Like the lighting in that scene. Even yeah. when the dude drinks from the wrong cup and he starts deteriorating. Man, those effects are still pretty good. I it, always thought that the the the, um, the the leap of faith was going to be something that when you oh yeah. you know that it would never that it wouldn't quite hold up and it's it still looks good. It does like yeah. that that it illusion still trips still me yeah. still still totally works. In the um, when I saw it in the theaters as a kid when that guy's face like when that guy turns old mm-hmm. freaked me out so bad. Yeah, it's still pretty freaky though. Yeah. You know that's I think maybe the one thing that's missing from Crystal Skull, which I'm going to watch again. I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. Um, is there's really no horror elements in it, you know, because no. Raiders has, you know, obviously the arc yeah, and then Melter was faces. Yeah. And then, I mean, Temple of Doom has the whole heart ripping scene. And I think yeah. the horror also is that, you know, the children slaves. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and then Last Crusade has the dudes aging super fast, but there's no horror elements really in Crystal Skull. It's funny. Uh, I, I've told you before that with Raiders. When I was a little kid, my mom would like tell me to cover my eyes at the end with with uh, when they open up the arc, and I I did the same thing with Last Crusade. I probably didn't see the end of Last Crusade until I was twelve or thirteen. Because <laughs> honestly, because I'd been covering my eyes my whole life, the, then the idea like what must have been going on <laughs> on the screen must have been insane. Like <laughs> yeah. in my head, it was way worse. And when I finally saw it, I was like, oh okay. I mean, yeah, that's creepy, but like in my head, it was so much worse. You know. Because all, because especially with that one, all I would hear was Ulsa in the background going, ah, ah, and it was yeah. just, oh, it was bad, man, terrified me. And the last thing I'll say about the Last Crusade is my uh, another one of my favorite scenes is that I love like the quiet moments, is you know that Elsa fall. What's her name? I think that's her name. Elsa, oh, yeah. Elsa. yeah, it's Elsa. Yeah, she falls down because Indy can't save her, and then he slips, and his dad grabs him, and he's he says, "I can reach it," and his dad in very quietly says, "Let it go." Yeah, and it's like, oh, the man. one man in the room who's been more obsessed about the Grail. Yep, yeah. exactly. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Let it go. Yeah. Oh man. So there's, there's see, see, that is why it's the best written Indiana Jones movie. Yep. That scene right there. Oh, it's great. That's all. I mean, Indiana Jones. And the, uh, I'll just say one little quick thing. I don't watch reality shows, but my wife um, started recording The Biggest Loser, and I happened to be writing my movie thing when that was going did it inspire you no but there's one thing that did inspire me they have this uh overweight little boy on there he's like 10 and he said are bad people yeah well he said i know my weight's weighing me down and all i want to do is be a great baseball player and his name's noah but he says but i go by the name bingo and i think he's like the most inspiring little kid and he's like the nicest little boy and so he obviously they don't kick the little kids off the show yeah you know they're just there to get healthy and you know, work with people to see how they can be healthy. 
and he's getting so excited because he's losing weight and he's being a baseball player and he's always wanted to be one. I was like, that's a nice story. Why don't they have that's the whole fucking show? Yeah. Where it's a little boy named Noah who likes to be called Bingo and <laughs> he wants to play baseball and wants to get healthy. I think that's a great story. Yeah. And so, right. he, so he's a nice little boy and that's all. Yeah, that's grow what... up and they're going to be like, hey, do you remember when you were the biggest loser? <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Haha, ha, little kid. Oh. And he gets fat yeah, but again. He's, yeah, but he's going to be thin. <laughs> and he's going to be beating up on kids he'll be thin and banging and chicks. In the face. Like, yeah. He'll be fine. <laughs> but I am thin and rich. Um. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah I, got really, I got to be really good friends with producers, and now I own the company that you are working for. Like, come on. Can I buy you a better disposition with all my <laughs> biggest loser money? So, uh, uh, yeah, I don't watch those shows, but I thought that was really kind of cute. And oh, I yeah. mean, that he wanted to be a baseball player and he knew he had a chance. I think it's a really cute story. Yeah. Anyways, Brad, what did you watch this week? Oh, we're going for me this time? Yeah. Well, you'll be relieved to know that I only watched one thing this week. <laughs> what is it? And that was okay. all seven seasons of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Nice. Yeah. Have you, you've seen it before. Nope. No, no way! Yeah. Seen okay. Sunny? Okay. I was waiting for it to be on Netflix, and it was on Netflix. So nice. So you actually hate it, but you watched all four seven seasons, right? No, I loved it. Oh, nice. good. Begrudgingly, oh, actually, because <laughs> it's almost like a live action version of my cartoon I'm trying to make. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Search the domain. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's hilarious. I love how uh, much they swear and. Oh yeah, it's yeah. They're like horrible people. I was actually impressed by the restraint because for the first six seasons. Like they never say fuck, yeah. Mm-hmm. Until Charlie fights the Santa Claus, <laughs> yes. Jesus. Well, because that was a DVD, that was a movie. Really, it was never aired on TV. Oh, um, so that's I was like, why. how did they get away with this? Like, yeah, exactly. He says it way too many times to bleep on TV. I think so. Yeah, or oh, to so say that's it. on Netflix too. Very yeah. cool. Oh. Yeah, it's lumped in with one of the seasons. It's yeah. not like a separate. I, yeah, I think it's like the season five or season. I think it's like the season five finale, sort of christmas special if you're in britain <laughs> yeah. uh, i mean there's just so many moments from that show that i love and it's funny because laura just started uh recording it when it was in syndication and i watched like two episodes and i ran to walmart and i bought like the first four seasons because they're all like 10 bucks oh yeah and uh oh man i could not stop laughing the uh the oh boils where they yeah. turn up the heat in the fucking bar oh yeah I've, i haven't I brought wa- out my I one watched- weapon Boom, my body. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that one last night, not kidding. Because I've been watching it as I go to sleep just because I've seen them all so many Where times. Frank's, yeah. It's like Die Hard. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> yeah. I, I, I've only seen it once all the way through, like so I don't have a lot of stuff to like, remember. Like I can't yeah. pick out lines and scenes, but... I, I honestly I enjoyed it. I had been <laughs> yeah a whole episode. <laughs> That's what I'm saying is like that could be an idiot episode. <laughs> yeah, you know uh, I uh, I had been told to, to watch it before, but it wasn't until my sophomore year of college that I was finally like because I was living on my own then, and I, I that was the year that I like burned through The Sopranos in a month. You know, like I was just devouring TV shows because I needed to bur- like kill time. Because uh, I wasn't studying for college. Come on, fuck that. So, Smart man. Um, I so somebody finally lent it to me, and as soon as you watch that first episode, like if you can watch the first episode where uh, D, where the gang becomes racist because D is dating a black man, <laughs> yeah. like who turns out to be gay. If you watch that episode and you don't like that episode, then you will never like the show. Yeah, the show only gets crazier from there. And that whole first season, like each episode is geared toward uh, like a specific. A controversial topic yeah. like every every popular one you could hit like every major one you could hit right. there's an episode for each of that and then 
you know, seasons three through six are just kind of them doing whatever random stuff they right. can think of. Mm-hmm. So it, it's why I've always told people if you're going to get into that show, you need to start from the beginning because the truth is, if you jump in in the middle, it's it's gotten so crazy that you won't understand the players. Because mm. um, it starts off actually very realistic, you know, where they're just like really shitty people. Yeah. Um, but then at some point, like it, you know, they're they're too stupid. You know, as soon as they start introducing things like the fact that Charlie can't read or write, mm-hmm. that's when you're going like, "Oh God!" <laughs> what, oh. Sim- what was that? Where the he band, wrote the symbols. Oh yeah, the, oh yeah, yeah. He wrote the lyrics to the mu- the, ly- the lyrics to to, to uh, Nightman was just a bunch of symbols. <laughs> Which the whole epic of Nightman is just insane. Like, like, and then they do the play of it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just to ask. <laughs> Waitress. waitress how do no. you still not know my name yeah. <laughs> actually couldn't who tell you the waitress i don't know anybody who i, I don't who, think they ever say why don't you name? just say waitress no yeah you don't know that's charlie day's wife oh really life yeah, yeah yeah that's funny yeah and then of course caitlin olsen and, and mac are, are married now um, oh yeah. yeah and i figured i realized recently okay the girl the attractive lady with the midriff from last week is in an episode of it's always sunny the one from last season where they um, they start like they get they start dating these people who are like rich, mm-hmm. you know. It's the Dangerous Liaisons episode. Um, I think it's season eight, so you may not have seen it yet. Yeah. Um, but she's like the attractive lady who falls in love with Charlie. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, dude, I have just toothpaste all over my chair. That's not toothpaste, dude. That's bird shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you even own a toothbrush? Yeah, why are you coming in here busting my balls for, man? <laughs> Oh God, I love Charlie when, Day. He's yeah. like one of my favorite no, characters. when when she comes over to stay, like she's walking a, uh, a day in Charlie's shoes, Dude, and he's explaining, like, no, I eat the cat food, I down the beer, and then it's it stirs in my stomach, and I pass out. And she's like, why would you do? That? Maybe there are cats outside your window because you have cat food everywhere. No, the cats are there for the rats <laughs> that are there because he's got pee everywhere. And then oh, Danny God. DeVito just comes in, doesn't say a word, and does what Charlie <laughs> does to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so oh man that show is awesome i'm glad you like it yeah it's yeah awesome. it's, yeah it's really funny so yeah, yeah. and they call d like a bitch like every couple, <laughs> oh, yeah. every five lines or so oh man yeah <laughs> and you know she's funny in it a yeah. lot of times oh, yeah. you know the women are given such um sort of lackluster yeah you know. lackluster roles but she's given a lot to do or like straight man role like it, most sitcom, yeah, straight most, man, yeah. most sitcoms it's like the wife who's trying to just be normal you know yeah no, trying she, to ground everybody. Now she's just as yeah. crazy as the other guys. Yeah, worse sometimes. Or yeah. they try to write like there's some kind of love triangle between some of the characters. They tease that, but it's like the resolution is completely off the wall. Like it's yeah, oh, it's yeah. never any of them. It's some random character they invented to finish the episode. Yeah. Oh man, that's good. So if you haven't seen Cricket, it's always sunny. <laughs> oh yeah, cr- oh Cricket. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I love how they bring like you think there's just gonna be this episode with these characters they create up for that one episode. Yeah. But they keep bringing them <laughs> back for all oh, these well, other I think situations. It's funny that you think Cricket's dead and then he comes back later. <laughs> oh yeah, because at one point they like hit him with a trash can and he's bleeding <laughs> out of the neck and you're like, oh my god. And then really he comes up episodes him. later and you can't speak because he's like got an infection for <laughs> that <laughs> trash can thing and. I'm called uh, the garbage man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Mm. Anyways, go see it. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now it's all on Netflix, yep. dude. Yeah. What are we doing here? I laughing my ass off when you find out his name's Ronald McDonald. It seems like so. <laughs> like what? Oh, that's in season seven, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When they go, Where to they the, go to the high school reunion. The high school reunion. And they should have been like his the name last... tag, and it's Ronald McDonald. <laughs> it should have been like the last episode you've seen. Uh, actually, I I still have two to go. 
Oh, okay. Two, that, so. Those are the two. Yeah. Sorry, I just ruined <laughs> yeah. it for you. Yeah, we just ruined the first joke <laughs> of, the two, of the next episode you have to watch. I was trying to get to those last two. I just didn't make it in time. Oh, that's all right. That's I it. did burn through seven seasons who in a week. So Who would have <laughs> thought that we would have made reference to that joke? So, James, what did you watch? Um, well, I'm still sort of rebooting from the new year. I rewatched uh, Lawrence of Arabia, which I got on Blu-ray. Nice. And I don't want to talk about it too much because there are other things. But it's gorgeous. If you've never seen Lawrence of Arabia... Um, you got to check it out. I mean, it is like four hours long. I forgot it was that long. Um, it's the epic of all epics. Yeah. And the first half, I think, is still really great. Like, before the intermission is still an awesome movie that I think you could sit down and watch it in one sitting and, and almost just watch that as a movie, and it's it's pretty cool. You know, it's funny. Um, you posted that, and Sound of Music has an intermission in it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, because I posted it on the Facebook yeah. page. Like, well, yeah, when was the last time you watched an intermission movie with an intermission? Uh, and so, actually, it is Grindhouse the last time, I, at least in theaters that I saw one. Yeah, um, Hamlet's the last one I saw. Oh, yeah. Oh wow, in four hours. I well, and, but see the and, on and on Blu-ray they take the intermission out. Do they? Um, yeah. Well, of course I have the one that's the extended version anyway. So, so how long is the intermission in a movie if you go see it in a theater? Fifteen well, minutes. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, and I, it sort of depends. Like on the Blu-ray, it's not that long because it's only as long as the as the music is. Mm-hmm. So, because what they would have done was the reel would have ended there, and then they would start back up right before the intermission is over. Yeah. So you don't sit like on Blu-ray, you don't sit through fifteen minutes of. Oh yeah, of no, I, I just curious in actual time. Yeah, um, and it has the whole overture at the beginning too, which that's like that's like seven minutes of just music and black screen where they're just playing the the Lords of Arabia music. Anyway. Um, the second half, it starts off with like exploding trains, but I I was actually kind of bored the second half because the second half is just him like trying to convince the Arabs to not fight over water, um, and it's still you know it's part of the story and it's interesting, but it's not as awesome and epic of a movie as uh, as that first half is. So um, still check it out; it's gorgeous. Um, I also watched this this show called Ripper Street is starting on the BBC, um, and the first episode is up and or. Two, I think now. Yeah, I watched two episodes, um, and it's okay. I think I'm gonna keep watching it. But basically, it takes place like right after Jack the Ripper, um, his murders have occurred, and he mm-hmm. sort of disappeared. Um, and it's the guy who was sort of the leading detective for them, um, but I don't know his name, which I'll get to in a second. Um, and it's just other murders happening on those streets, and it's sort of this mystery every week. And the mysteries themselves were sort of cool because um, they're sort of that kind of crimes of that time. So like the second episode is this guy who's got like a, an army of orphans that he sends to kill people like just weird shit like that. No, 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 no. Is it, is it still set in Victorian times or is it a modern? No, no, it's not modern at all. It's set like, it really is supposed to be, you know, set in that period of history. Um, the problem is, is that it, it's almost like jumping into like, you know, some network television cop show like castle, at the very, you know, on just any episode where it's really mostly just about the, the the mystery and they don't get you into the characters at all. So I don't really know who anybody is and I don't give a shit about any of them. Um, <laughs> so it really relies so much on that mystery that I, I'm not that interested. I found myself sort of getting distracted while I was watching it because um, I wasn't invested in what that was going sucks. on. I hear yeah. when that happens in a show, you, you know, you get other things are more important to you than... yeah. Um, I also watched Two-Headed Shark Attack, which I I talked about uh, like a week ago. I took a bunch of movies in a bunch of my old DVDs into Second Spin here in Denver, which if you have, if you're near a Second Spin, you should do exactly what I did. Because uh, I took all the ones that like I have Blu-ray copies of now or that I don't think I'm ever going to watch again. 
um, like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which I owned <laughs> on DVD. Sorry. I'm going to uh, add that to my things to watch from the early 2000s. That yeah, I no, you totally should. <laughs> um, it's too bad I don't have a DVD of it to lend you You anymore. son of a bitch. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to uh, buy it, dick. Um, so... Uh, and they gave, but they gave me like a hundred and twenty dollars in store credit uh, for just some shit that I brought in, and they didn't even take a lot of the good stuff. Like I still have my DVD of the extended version of Lord of the Rings, which I'll sell them later. Um, Wait, they rejected that? They're like, yeah, we can't. They they have too many. That's all. Um, so I'll, the ones they didn't take, I'll just save and bring them in later. Uh, but for a dollar, because I sort I sort of haggled with the guy, and I was like, well, if you really want me to pay eight dollars for Two Headed Shark Attack, I'm not going to buy it. And he's like, eight dollars? Oh, I'll give you a dollar for it. <laughs> Or I'll you know I'll give it to you for a dollar. I was like fuck yeah, <laughs> um, and it also stars Brooke Hogan just like Sharks uh, Sand Sharks. You know she's um, making her rounds in the shark world. Yeah, uh, and anyway I wrote a whole review of Sand of, of Two Headed Shark Attack that you can read on the site that I am particularly proud of. Um, it's awful though. Uh, it's basically like there are these there are these kids and they're on semester at sea in quotes. Uh, even the box art has like a big you know like a cruise ship in the back. They're on like a little boat, you know, okay, like so with one little a two headed shark happen. Is it a science project? No, that's gone bad. No, actually it's just like they even, they address it in the movie just by having the smart guy at one point go, it happens like with two headed snakes and two headed geckos. And I was like, Oh, mm. okay. Yeah. So you have to accept it basically. Yeah. And I, I did actually look it up. It does actually happen. I saw a video of a two headed shark, but it was an embryo because two headed animals die really, really early. So, except in this movie. So I'm not going to be afraid of two-headed sharks. Just this one say. beat the odds. <laughs> it um, did against all odds. <laughs> anyway, but here's the thing. You know what's not? The, uh, two sharks are scarier than a shark with two heads. Yeah. Yeah. Because they it's can stalk not, you from both ends. We, this we, one's limited by the other one's decisions. Right. Exactly. And I, <laughs> it's, just not, it's not very. The only thing kind of scary about it is that. If Brooke you Hogan's were if it? you were running away from a sh- uh, from a two headed shark and you ran faster than your fat friend, and the shark was eating your fat friend, the other head could still attack you. You know, so you can't defeat a shark, a two headed shark, or at least get well, away from one. You have to be in the same vicinity though, because oh yeah, I mean it's pointing like this. So if it was biting you, all you have to do is kind of swim like ten feet to the <laughs> well, left. And, and in fact, it's actually so bad because there is a sequence where. Brooke Hogan takes a stick and attacks the shark and she's between the two heads and she's like poking it and like jabbing at its eyes and shit and the shark can't get at her because she is between the two heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The scene is in the article. You should go check yeah, I that watched, out. Yeah, I watched that clip. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but the worst part though is... Well, maybe not Brooke the worst Hogan. part. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Brooke Hogan is bad. But <laughs> it's got Carmen Electra in it. And there's these weird sequences. I've got some of it on the on, in the article, but not enough. There are these weird sequences where she'll be laying like in her bikini on the deck. I'm I'm pretending like I'm a Carmen Electra here, you, and you look just like her <laughs> laying you. in a bikini on uh, the deck of a boat. And they'll actually, but they'll zoom in and out on her. Like, ooh, Carmen Electra. I'm not kidding. <laughs> they zoom in and out. Uh, it's it's awful. Um, in anyway, case you're getting bored with this shitty movie, check out this. <laughs> um, Anyway, go read the review. The good thing that I watched this week, though, <clears throat> is that Justified came back. And here's where I'm going to play my cards. Ryan, I have I I <laughs> I got you into Lost, right? Sure. <clears throat> and you like that show. I do. And if I tell you that not only is Justified my favorite currently running show, 
that I think the best, the, the first episode of that show is one of my favorite episodes of all time. If I bring you Justified on Blu-ray, will you check it out? I will. Okay. It, that goes for everybody listening. You need to be watching Justified. Patton Oswalt started on the on the show this season, uh, and his entry into it was really funny. Um, Is it's he a recurring character or just a one shot? Yeah, no, no, he'll be recurring. Um, not in every episode, but he'll pop up every now and then. He'll be um, like uh, Bob Odenkirk in Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just great, man. The characters are so much fun, and I mean, yeah, it's about like Hicks in the hills of Kentucky, but it makes them really interesting characters and and it 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 tells a a especially early on in the show it tells this sort of redemption story of of boyd crowder that i think is amazing um it makes you love its villain maybe more than any show i've ever watched um anyway i you got to check justified out it is so good all right i forgot how much i loved it until this first episode of this season because it's Man, yeah, bring me a nice week. This I'm week I'll be watch watching Deadwood, so make sure you bring. A oh well, the truth is, you should watch it after Deadwood. You're gonna have an old fantastic week. <laughs> yeah, I am because it's the same character. It really <laughs> is. Uh, anyway, that's what I've been watching. Cool. Box office numbers, guys. This is the box office stats. This week at the box office, terror reigns supreme. $21 million, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Wow. That's amazing. I, I'm not actually that surprised. I, I'd be surprised if it did more than $10 million this week. <laughs> I, I, was, I was telling James earlier, I was reading an article with a producer, and he said that I wanted to make a horror movie with integrity. And he said, Whoops. what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And the director purposely made it so Leatherface didn't kill a lot of people. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. Brad and I were doing the numbers. Well, he wasn't we lying the when he took the massacre off of it. Yeah. yeah. Brad and I were do- doing the numbers in the theater, and the same number of people die not by him as die by him. Yeah. Which is just insane. Stupid. Isn't that the point of a slasher movie? Yeah. Is the slasher to be slashed? And the total, the total is only six. So three, he kills three people, and three other people just kind of die. Like, what the hell? And Trey Songs is in it, y'all. Who's Trey Songs? I don't know. He's some famous rapper i think oh or r&b artist i don't listen to that music either do i but i know i was reading an article on rotten tomatoes about box office stuff and uh audiences cited the number one reason for going to see that movie was him i only listen to jay-z i do not (laughs) unless i'm forced to in trailers (laughs) box office mojo supplies us with all our box office numbers thank you thank you what's coming out on blu-ray james DVD releases and Blu-rays. Not a lot, but a couple of things. Uh, Taken 2 comes out this week. That's right. So if you didn't see okay. that. That doesn't uh, mean to take two copies while you're at the store. <laughs> That's stealing. <laughs> it didn't, uh, were they trying to rehash that, the, the call, that trailer we saw today? It was That girl was like taken. She's under the bed mm, on yeah. the phone. It actually reminded me a lot of Cellular. Do you remember Cellular yep. with Chris Evans? I know he's and in Kim it. Basinger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Kim Basinger. Yeah, it, it's more in the line of that. Kim Basinger, I touch myself. Well, what? Anybody see that Wayne's World from 1992? No. When they were on Saturday Night Live? No, just me. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I was five years old. It, uh, there was a skit on Saturday Night Live. It might have been actually earlier than that. And it uh, it was Wayne's top ten girls he'd want to do. And Kim Basinger was one of them. Number two was Garth's mom. And he, <laughs> Garth's like, whoa, dude. He says, sorry, Garth. She's a babe. <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm the only one who remembers that. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I think she shows up, at, like 
Uh, Madonna does at the end because Madonna oh. was like his number one babe, and then he's in like a Truth or Dare <laughs> video <laughs> with her. That's great. To Rome with Love, which is that really like bland looking Woody Allen movie from the end of last year, um, mm-hmm. and then The Possession, which was the Sam Raimi produced like horror movie that I want to watch after I saw him do an interview, but I didn't want to go to a movie theater and watch it. That was the one. Sorry, with the, Sam. That's the one with the box, right? Yes. Yeah. That's real, by the way. What's real? The box is like a real thing they really does curse people well the the screenwriter for it actually sam raimi bought the story rights from this family and the screenwriter they there's a whole newspaper story about how like obviously it's not you know demons or something but it's you know people had bad luck when they had this box so they just made it a horror movie huh i'm not gonna watch that movie yeah i'll watch it even though the Sam Raimi movie I'm waiting... Oh, I have a Sam Raimi movie like in a month and a half. Yeah. Oz comes out. I think it's March 3rd or something. But didn't The Simpsons do it up? Like one of the Treehouse of Horrors had like... They got a box of something and it brought bad luck to everyone who... Monkey Paw. There's a Monkey Paw, oh, yeah. Oh, Monkey Paw. That's right. <laughs> Which, that's a real story. That's an actual short story. Monkey Paw. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Fox, uh, Digital Bits. That's where I was going with it. Digital bits. Mm. You can give them money if you buy the movies through them. Then it gives them money. Digital bits should give us money for how many times we've pimped their site. I know. I was going to let it go that time, but I felt bad about it, so we did it anyway. We should give them money for how many times we've used their site to look up information. And they, <laughs> they graciously provide it to the world. This is true. And then we promote it on our... You know, it's, a good, it's a good It's a hand. circle. Yes. Yeah. It's a circle. Cool. Unspool some real news for us, James. It's real news. Well, just before we started recording, they announced that uh, um, A Good Day to Die Hard is likely to go out with an R rating, which wow. I am fully in support of. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. I, I really don't I don't need it to be that extreme, but I would like it if they said fuck like twice. Eh, just because. Yeah, or if they sure. say it in Russian. Ooh. Yeah. Come out to LA. Come to a party. It'll be a good time. <laughs> um, they've set a date for Jurassic Park 4 they don't have a director and they probably aren't going to make a shit movie but they're that's not going to make a shit movie, movie dude it's dinosaurs yeah but dun, like dun, at one point at one point the idea for Jurassic Park 4 was to have dinosaurs running around with like guns strapped to their backs and at one point they were going to be like mutated into humans which both of those movies I want to see but not with the Jurassic Park name on them <laughs> sorry I was just imagining uh a Jurassic Park story where one of the leftover scientists like was stranded on the island, so he decided to bang dinosaurs and <laughs> created those horrible dinosaur-human hybrids. And when they go back to the island, they have to deal with that shit. I would watch the shit out of that movie. I just and Ian don't... Malcolm's like, "Oh, life finds a way." <laughs> I just don't want it to say Jurassic Park at the beginning. If it were called like Jurassic Fuck, then I would I would see that movie. <laughs> It'd be called Dinosaur Park by the Asylum. <laughs> Oh uh, no! It would be like Jurassic Attack because you need you need it <laughs> yeah. to look like Jurassic Park. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Mesozoic Park. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the success of uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D, they are trying to pump out another one as fast as they can. Um, but there are there are some legal reasons it may not actually happen in a year like they want it to. The interesting thing here is the that they they were going to title it Texas Chainsaw Four. Um. Which the math never works out on that because the movie is either Texas Chainsaw 3D is either the first actual sequel, which makes it Texas Chainsaw 2, 
or it's Which like I the own, eighth, by the way. It's like the eighth Texas Chainsaw movie, right? Directed by Toby Hooper, who directed the first one. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. It's right. right there on my DVD shelf. I think that they are <laughs> thinking that they're doing like Piranha 3D, where this Maybe, is actually the third movie. You know, because do the events of do the events of Texas Chainsaw uh, counteract the events of Texas Chainsaw Part Two? I don't so, remember. I know Dennis uh, Hopper's in Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. I haven't watched it since it came out on DVD two thousand and three. Well, no, it, I guess it must because if, it if, has if to, the fa- guess, if the family yeah. and Leatherface are in Texas Chainsaw Two, then yeah, they are. Then the fact that they all get killed at the beginning of Texas Chainsaw three D, I guess so. I guess yeah, should mean that yeah, that yeah, that Texas Chainsaw three D doesn't think that Jesse, Texas Chainsaw Two exists. Ugh. I'm so lost right now. <laughs> Did not follow any of that. Exactly. That's why they might as well have just called it like Texas Chainsaw 14 and just completely thrown the numbering out the window. Uh, because that is how, Texas how Chainsaw little 3 4. double D. <laughs> Ooh. <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> maybe they'll after, actually show some boobs in it. After Piranha 3 double D, maybe that's not actually that cool an idea. Mm. My number no. 74 movie of the year. What is that? Is that the third oh, no, worst? It's, it's Sandy Sharks. I oh, think yeah. it went Sand Sharks, Twilight, and then Piranha 3 Double D. <laughs> uh, um, and then... I can't believe how high up Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance was on your list. <laughs> well, it's like in the 50s, wasn't it? Yeah, but there was like good shit under it. Whoa. <laughs> like what? I don't remember. I don't... I, I, it, I just remember there... I, yeah. Good shit. Still shit, but good. <laughs> Better stuff under okay. it. Uh, according to you, Brad. <laughs> you lame is like well, no, I was like, it wasn't just the good thing I was thinking like he would rather rewatch Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance than this other movie like I couldn't oh. believe that yeah maybe Ghost, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance was not unwatchable Sorry. it was just dumb that's and a little boring. unwatchable to me James <laughs> no you're right you're right we'll get to that too uh, the very last thing is that they are finally moving forward with a with an adaptation of Why the Last Man on Film, uh, and they have tie, um, tied Dan Trachtenberg to direct. Now you've never heard of Dan Trachtenberg, yeah, um, I have. but you have. Yeah. Okay. Good. Anyway, he he did that trailer, or no, he did like a short film a yeah, little while back. The Portal you're movie. talking about Portal, yeah, uh, yeah, No Escape, which is really cool. Uh, and if you haven't seen Portal No Escape, you should go check it out. But the reason I know about Dan Trachtenberg is because he's one of the hosts of the Totally Rad Show, which is one of the podcasts that got me into listening to podcasts in the first place. Um, and and I've always thought, you know, I've always thought that he, like his commercials and stuff were really cool. So I think he's not a bad choice. The reason I think he's a great choice is because he is also the reason that why when I got into comics, I one of the first things I bought was Why the Last Man because he clearly loves that book. Um, and even if they have to change stuff, it's kind of like a Peter J- Jackson situation. I want them to go in and change stuff and make it a good movie because it's not going to adapt necessarily well. Um, but somebody like him who is going to understand really the heart of that book, uh, I think, is a, a good choice mm-hmm. for directing that movie because um, it's like one of his favorite comics. So I think that's cool. Uh, anyway, we're going to call that news. What nice. about Steven Spielberg? Uh Robo- postponing Robocopolis. Oh, well, yeah, oh. but it, it the yeah, basically Ro- Robocopolise uh first they said it was going to get de- that it's going to get delayed, but and they acted like it wasn't going to get made at all, but Steven Spielberg said like, "No, no, it's just on a short delay." I mean, it doesn't seem like a big deal. Um Yeah, whatever. I was just jerking you around. Oh, okay. <laughs> Grauman's Chinese Theater is no longer called Grauman's Chinese Theater. Actually, I am upset about that. Yeah. That's But it's ch- it's it's changed its name It's before. progress, yeah. You know, it'll, whoa, don't say progress. Mickey Cohen, like, <laughs> you know, 
anyway. I am progress. Oh, there's also some other news for us. Uh, oh, yeah, did we, we sign up to something that. this week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can now listen to us on Stitcher Radio. Make sure you set your favorite radio station on Stitcher to The Real Nerds. Which is pretty cool. Uh, it is really cool. It's made it a lot easier to listen to the show on the site, too. Um, oh, yeah. Because it's not just a play button. You can pause and, and you can yeah, skip forward and stuff. And Yeah. Yeah, you can pick a spot on the timeline. You don't have to just yeah. hope that your browser doesn't refresh. Yeah, which, is, <laughs> which has been a problem for us for a while, yeah. so... Uh, and it's really easy. It follows you down when you're scrolling down. So you could read our amazing blogs while listening to the show yeah. and skipping the parts you don't like, you know, when I talk. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So, yeah, Brad's always finding new innovative ways to get us out there. So, yeah, yeah keep up the good work, Brad. Thanks. Thanks. James really signed us up. But <laughs> no, 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 it's all right. No, 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 give Brad all the props. It's okay. Anyway, Thanks, James. That's news. For, <laughs> thanks for signing us up. <laughs> Uh, cool. So now we're gonna go ahead and play an interview that we did at Mile High Horror Fest, which is with Brad Ani from Fresh Film News. Thanks, I forgot. Com. I, I thought it was just Fresh Film, so I'm gonna have you <laughs> <laughs> passing the pass, ball to me. Pass the ball to you. Save your own ass. <laughs> yeah, Ani yeah, from Fresh Film News. Like I said, they uh, she and Arthur Martinez cover. All the local filmmakers in Denver are doing their, you know, upstart films and shorts. And, uh, you know, they go to all the happenings around and they uh, post their reports on their website, freshfilmnews.com. And Ani will tell you more about it now. Okay, cool. Welcome to another exciting edition of Mile High Horror Fest interviews with the real nerds. I am Ryan. To my left is James. And we are sitting down with Ani Carino. Hi, Ani. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? We are doing fantastic. And what are you from? I don't know. Oh. What are you doing here, I guess, is well, a better word. Well, I am actually with an online publication called Fresh Film News. Uh-huh. So we are at freshfilmnews.com. That's where you can find us. And I'm just a writer, and I'm, I'm covering the event for tonight. So You're running the event tonight, so. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm just covering it. So who's cool. here and who's doing what? Uh, we mostly cover uh, cover local filmmakers, and so that's what we do. That's cool. So, uh, what uh, films? What was the first film you've ever covered for the site? Can we find out about it? Oh, um, <laughs> the first film. These are the kind see, of hard hitting questions was, that we ask. Yeah, <laughs> that was a that was a while ago. Um, it was by a man named Glenn Burgess. It's called uh, the worst movie ever. Worst movie ever. Yeah, so I highly recommend you guys check it out. It's it's pretty good. So. So is it a bad movie? <laughs> Um, you know what? You're going to have to watch it and decide for yourself. That's, <laughs> that's the only way that I can put it. So. so what got you into uh, this venture? Are you a writer by trait? Did you go to school to be a writer? or? No, I, I didn't go to school to be a writer. I just started writing when I was real young. I, I never stopped, and then I landed this job, and now I'm finally getting paid. So <laughs> Hey! Nice. That's, uh, that's pretty nice. Yeah. So, yeah. And are you a movie fan? Is that why this... You, you got drawn to this job, or is it just because you like to write? Um, I, I actually, I first started writing novellas, and when I was about 12, then I started writing screenplays, and it just kind of took off from there. I started meeting people and got involved, and now I'm here. So, yeah, Very it cool. most definitely film drew me to this. So Awesome. Yeah. Uh, what kind of local events so far have you covered? Um, well, I just started this job a month ago, so this is my first big one. And I have to say, like, this is probably the most fun that I've had yeah. ever doing this job. I mean, like, this is absolutely amazing. I'm so grateful to be here. 
So what ex uh, specifically are you covering here? Are you just covering the, the movies? Or are you talking to interviews with people? or? Well, um, we, we're doing a little bit of both because we only cover local film. And we're all in the interest of the local filmmakers and the stuff that they do. And, and especially since, you know, horror is so huge here in Denver, um, we came out here to cover the local artists. So, Is horror really a big genre in Denver? I had no idea. I think um, it's it's big in the underground sense. Really? I mean, you know, it's it's huge underground, and you know, Denver has has quite a bit of, of horror freaks in it, and you know, so I know that I'm most definitely one, and I love my horror films. I know many people who do, so that's probably part of the huge success of, of this film festival. You know, it's unlike any of others that are going on. So. I had no idea. What are some other part of this underground? Uh, what are some other like avenues to access the horror underground? Like, is it just uh, can you only come to stuff like this and find out about things? Or oh, um, absolutely. We actually even have some stuff um, up on our site right now. Especially like if if you go like, uh, well, you don't have to go too deep to find the the underground stuff. I mean, really, there's uh, like five minute film festivals and stuff like that that happen here all the time. So we're also in the interest of publicizing that as well. So. And do you do all this coverage alone? Yeah, we, we cover everything, actors, filmmakers, producers, um, and we're also in the interest of, of helping promote other people and, and other works, not just horror film, but tonight's a really good night just because this is a, a pretty big film festival here. Is there a lot of Colorado films here? Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, that's kind of a loaded question, uh, just mostly because um, we have a, a, a pretty good film community here. Um, we're not huge. We're not like New Mexico or anything like that. Um, we're a little bit different. We're a little more earthy. So, you know, um, I'm hoping that through this site, we can become a little bit bigger and, and a little bit better and a little more connected, which is something that our community needs most definitely. So, so sorry, you keep saying we, but um, we've only got you on the show. And you, you oh, <laughs> well, I was going to ask that's, you, that's, how many that's are there? right. My publisher, Arthur Martinez. So he's the one who actually created FreshFilmNews.com, and he's actually working right now, so he couldn't be here. So and unfortunately. You only got me. No, we, <laughs> we'd only, rather I've have you. Been, I've only been working with the company for a month. So, <laughs> yeah. No. That was just weird. I was like, listening to it as an audience member. Yeah. I was like, she keeps saying we, but like, when I asked her <laughs> if well, you did. Like, I, I, usually, I usually have you know, Arthur with, but he's, he's busy yeah. right now. When you now, work, so. you're, you're a team, so it's always yeah. a we. Yeah, it's always, yeah. it's it's always, always we. Is there a lot of other reporters that work? for you guys too or you is um, it just you and Arthur actually I'm, I'm first hired on and we're looking for more writers right now like uh, we've, we've gotten to be absolutely swamped and we love it we just we need more people on right now so we're kind of going through a process of talking about who and, and when they're going to start so, so what, are, what are your favorite kinds of movies what's your favorite do you have a favorite movie could I you know it's it's so strange um, I like every genre movie but I, I think the movies that I connect with the most are um, the ones that are about just the ordinary person in extraordinary situations. I think I relate with that the most. And so Like Iron Man? Iron Man. <laughs> the the only superhero to reveal his identity. You know, I don't think he's all that ordinary with his billions of dollars. So, so <laughs> I just have a huge crush on Robert Downey Jr., so oh, I, I try to throw him in he, every conversation. He does have beautiful eyes. He so. really does. Yeah, he's, you a, know? he's a good looking man. And when he talks I just listen and, <laughs> and I mean some people listen. But I listen. Yeah, you, know? you, you really listen. I really listen. Yeah. So can you give us specific uh, types of, like, a movie that you say, 
that maybe a lot of people haven't seen, but you really like, and you're like, hey, you should watch this movie because it's great. Oh, you know what? It's it's strange. I actually, I really don't because of a lot of the films that I do know, it seems like a lot of people have already watched them. So I can't say that I, I know of one specific film. I mean, there is one that absolutely touches my heart. And it's a French film, but it seems like everybody's already seen it. It's called Amelie. Yeah. 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 See, there, I got nothing for you. Nothing. What about a film you've seen here? Is there a film here that you've seen here? Is there a film like, that like you have seen here that you would recommend other people seeing? Which oh, I'm trying to say tonight. Yes. Oh, tonight. Oh, most definitely. Um. That was my see, terrible segue, if, by the that, way. That was awful. You're right. It was. <laughs> so, um, if I had a program here. Uh, uh, you know just, what? You're in luck. I have a program oh my right God. here. That's what I'm talking about. So I actually, I saw quite a few earlier, and there was one that was straight from, let's see, what part of the world were you from? Um, okay, it's from France, and it's called Lazarov, and that one just absolutely tickled me. It was about a dead chicken that was being reanimated in what looked like a microwave. And this dude, was he'd stick his hand into the cage to hook up all these wires to him. And it was just absolutely hilarious. And he ended up putting a wire in his cloaca, and I laughed. And it, awesome. it, was, it was a beautiful moment. So. Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can say cloaca right on this. Can I? Yeah, you can, Is that appropriate? You can say whatever you want. We're on the so, internet. so. <laughs> oh, oh, guess I can say whatever I want. Yeah, say it. you say whatever you want right now. There's no rules yet. Bitch. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I, you, I know. I've heard I, it safe. You said bitch. I was expecting I, fucking cocksucker. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that did not happen. I actually, I don't have that dirty of a mouth. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. I, I know. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so, so you're good. Cloaca. Yes. Right. So when can we expect your article about this festival? Do you constantly upload them on your website? or? Um, I believe that Arthur is putting one up right now i believe that's what he's working on so awesome. and he's he has to link everything up so it takes a really long time and actually it takes us probably each probably about like four to six hours to write every article so wow yeah it's it takes a lot of dedication and we try to put out a couple every week what's oh. the next event you're you're um, to cover we actually have a thing to go to right after this like i think we have like one other film in the 940 block and then right after this, we have to take off and go to another event and cover that. So that's, right. you guys yeah. are constantly on the move. <laughs> I've seen Arthur at everything I've been to. Like, yeah, we yeah. have. And, yeah. so and you'll probably yeah. continue to, to yeah. see him everywhere. So, yeah. so hopefully we'll start seeing you, too. You yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm going to. Because now you're the voice of your website. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you're out there. So now everyone's going to be like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and well. I don't know what to say about that. I've had a lot to drink, so. Are you, are you comfortable with stardom and yeah. the, the the fresh fresh film news girl? Yeah, are you gonna be are you gonna be comfortable with the pressure that comes oh. with being the fresh film news girl? Oh, I, I think I'll be able to handle it. Good. You yeah. look like you can. I I, I feel like I, I mean can, you're drinking so. a cinco cinco by Del Norte Mexican style lager, which I've heard great things about. Yeah. I've never <laughs> seen that beer before in my life. I haven't either. I. It actually, it, it took me uh, 25 minutes to drink my last one because I had to get a good, really yeah. It, uh, like it seems beer like that's a kind of beer that's for sale at those Mexican supermarkets. Those uh, well, I, I got Aztecas. This, <laughs> I got this on a voucher, so oh nice. Yeah, it, it was pretty nice to get the voucher though. Yeah, I have a voucher if you want. I don't drink. 
Uh, would you like you it? Know, yeah, I would. I would like it. All right. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get another one after All right. That. It's in here somewhere. <laughs> there you go. It's one for Look the road. One for the road. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink or drive. A message from the Real Nerds Podcast. Awesome. Well, thanks yeah. for stopping by. Yeah. We really appreciate you. it. Thank you. So I'll be sure to get a mention of you guys up on the site. And cool. Like that. Yeah. yeah. And just We'd for everyone listening, that. we re- reiterate where people can find you. Yes. Oh, that would be www.freshfilmnews.com. And so just write up there and anything that you need, local, go on, get on there, find it. Absolutely. We'll check it out. Kay. Thank you for Thank stopping you. by. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Yeah, that was, she was really cool. She was really cool. Uh, I thought it was funny that uh, Arthur kind of made her come over and talk to us because he didn't want to <laughs> be on. Yeah, well, he's busy. He's it's a, it's, oh, he it's really insane was. how he's everywhere. It's every film uh, gathering I go to, he's there. Well, and at that festival, he was he was just sitting in the corner writing like the whole time. Yeah, he's always like, writing. He he's not, always pad out, yeah. jotting notes. And he'll stop into some for like five minutes. You know talk to a few people and then he'll leave and go to another one that same night. It's insane. So very cool. I know. I remember when we were talking to him afterwards and they said, what are you guys doing afterwards? We're like, we're fucking going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to this party. If you guys want to come along (laughs) tired, I need to sleep. We've been sitting here talking to people for like six hours. (laughs) Pissing off celebrities. (laughs) (laughs) Pissing off Bill Mosley is what we're doing. Oh, I'm sorry, Bill Mosley. I'm not. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. He died in the new Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, he did. Shot in the face. So, James, you you got a comic book for us on Comic Book Corner. I did. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. Uh, yeah, speaking of horror, um, I'm surprised I've never done this book before, but it's one that I sort of I have a weird relationship with. Because you guys know I don't like horror, uh, but if you talk to anybody who does, uh, and anybody who likes comics, they will tell you that the one comic that has gotten horror right um, more than anybody else is this book called Preacher. Uh, when I first got into comics, uh, it was one of the books that I picked up, and I, I remember I read the first trade, and... I put it down and I thought, yep, I'm not going to ever read that again because that was fucked up as hell. Uh, and like, like three days later, I went and bought the next trade. <laughs> um, so Preacher tells the story of basically um, an angel and a demon have sex and their angel demon sex baby uh, is this thing called Genesis and God locks it up in a cage. And then God goes on vacation because he's afraid of it. God takes a vacation? Yes, God takes uh, a vacation. He gets tired? This is really important. God <laughs> takes a vacation, and Genesis breaks out, and it flies down to the earth and slams into this preacher uh, named Jesse Custer, and when it does so, it kills, blows everything up in his town. Um, and basically, it gives him these. It gives him a few different powers. Um, the most important one is this thing called the Word, where he can... Uh, his eyes will go all red, and when he says something to someone, they have to do whatever he tells them to do. Um, basically, he can break people's free will. Uh, but what he decides to do is he is he at first he's just sort of trying to figure out what the hell happened, and then once he finds out, um, he's trying to find God so that he can make God pay for all of the shit that he that God has allowed to happen. Um, along the way, he befriends a vampire um, and finds his old girlfriend, and they run into some hillbillies, and they kill some hillbillies, and there's this whole organization that's got like the retarded thousandth generation of Jesus's children locked in a cage. Like there's just fucked up shit. 
uh, going on in this book, but it is constantly entertaining. Um, the the thing that sort of won me over on it actually was that the uh, the introduction to the second trade, um, which the second trade is by far the best part of the story because it is sort of this it is this love story between Jesse and Tulip, um, and sort of how they got together and why their relationship is so difficult. Um, but the introduction to that one is written by Kevin Smith. Uh, and I love his introduction to that book. Um, and it, it sort of won me over and I was like, Oh, okay. I, I sort of found my way into that book. Um, and it's just, it's really badass. If you like horror, horror at all, you should check it out. Um, or just if you want like a really edgy graphic comic, um, you should go buy it and you can get it for really cheap. I Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. I saw the entire collection there today. Say what? Uh, Say what? 20% yeah, I know. off? I know. Seriously. Um, and I'm sure that Andrew would back me up. I'm sure he's read it because everyone has read Preacher. I haven't. You should read Preacher. You said everyone, and so you just fucking lied to everybody. <laughs> I know. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so check that out by far. Cool. That's cool. Another different comic. At one point, there's this creepy dude. You mean there's comics other than Spider-Man out there? I don't know. There's this creepy dude. He's got a a giant woman that he made out of meat in his barn, and at night, he crawls into What kind of meat? Just like like, like, a leg of lamb. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Some of it's sandwich meat. Some of it's just like a big leg of lamb. It's like a big chicken nugget. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I bet there's there's probably like a frozen bag of chicken nuggets in there, for sure. Uh, or toenails are made out of tater tots. I don't know. But he, anyway, he makes this woman out of meat. And then he like gets naked and crawls into her lap and pretends like it's his mother. Hmm. What? The book's fucked up. That sounds horrible. Yeah. You should read it. Uh, what did we see this week? This week we saw two movies. Ooh. Brad did not see two movies. Brad had to work. Yeah. But uh, you know what I did? I was working and then I was like, fuck this place. I'm going to go see a movie. <laughs> it's amazing you have that luxury. Every once in a while, if I have enough people working, and if I've already had my corporate inspection, I don't have to worry about them coming in. <laughs> um, but me and James went and saw Zero Dark Thirty. James, should people go see Zero Dark Thirty? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really cool. Uh, you you kind of know what you're getting, um, and it's it's done really well. Brad, should people go see Zero Dark Thirty? Fuck you! You didn't see it. Aww. That was mean, man. <laughs> I'm out of here. He probably wishes he had. Um. Yeah, I agree with James. Even though you know the story, well, yeah. you you know the story. Well, and even even though you sort of know the story, like I, I realized as it was happening, like I like I didn't really. The movie's I badass, really the and it, it's it's really intense and really well done. Um, yeah. The trailer is I love the, I love the trailer. I love yeah the the speech that starts the trailer. If you find the one that I'm talking about, if not, then you don't know what I'm talking about, and it's worthless that way. Just the actual trailer. Can I be honest with you? I am bad news. I'm not your friend. I'm not going to help you. I'm going to break you. Any questions? I want to make something absolutely clear. If you thought there was some working group coming to the rescue, I want you to know that you're wrong. This is it. 
There's nobody else hidden away on some other floor. There is just us. And we are failing. You really believe this story? Osama bin Laden? Yeah. What part convinced you? Her confidence. If you're right, the whole world's gonna win in on this. You'll never find him. He's one of the disappeared ones. Basically, the story is the hunt for Osama bin Laden, yeah. and it actually starts pretty um, intense with real nine one one calls from nine eleven, and uh, yeah, yeah, she, uh, which I think you know, she's sort of setting up the tone, yeah, um, sort of ma- I, making it clear that you know what the stakes are and putting you back in that mindset. I, I think so too, and I think she's doing it too, so you don't f- hate the guys torturing. Yes, Who's she, guys? Uh, uh, Catherine Bigelow, Bigelow. Uh, um, who the good thinking. Um, who because, obviously directed the Hurt Locker? Yeah, I um, mean it's what probably five minutes to start is well maybe not that at long. least. I mean the first the whole it's, opening sequence which is probably a good fifteen minutes. It's is, a black screen of just nine one one calls and I mean the one that the, the obviously she per, they purposely edited the one where the lady's just screaming that she's gonna die and she's gonna die and then the nine one one operator says you're not gonna die you're not gonna die and then it cuts out and that's the one that you know they wanted you to remember and this yeah. is why they're doing this manhunt and because yeah the next like 15 minutes after that are basically long torture sequences where they are bleeding information out of this guy um and it's you're you're right like it's one of those things where you you kind of have to be in that mindset of like oh yeah yeah yeah. the stakes are very high and that is why they are and these are all like you know bad guys it's not you know it's not just about osama bin laden it's it's this network that they run and how they how they crack it it's it's pretty fascinating it's really interesting because that whole torture issue um which people have been talking about online it it takes an an interesting sort of stance on it because of Mm -hmm. course you know uh, at a certain point in the movie they can't do that anymore uh they don't have the detainee program because it's a change of administration it goes from w to obama yeah and it's really interesting because you're right because the first part is i mean they're kind of effective in getting yeah information and then when I mean, she's she's got like all the stacks of DVDs or all these videos of detainees and she's going through them, combing through for information um, and they get some information and then they realize that because politics start becoming an issue. Yeah, that they can't torture people anymore and they have to go find different means to get information. Yeah. And I mean, through her hard work, she does it. And her well, name's Maya, Jessica, uh, Jessica Chastain. Chastain. And she's really good there's even it. a scene later on, though, where um when they've figured out, like, we're pretty sure he's in this compound, uh, the guy says, you know, the the the, uh, the people who are working in the situation room, we never see the president here. Um, 
they they say to him they're like you know we we need evidence here and he kind of says like you don't i don't have the detainee program anymore like how do you want me to get proof like there i we're we're at we're desperate enough that we're like digging through the shit that's coming out of the house and thinking about digging a tunnel underneath to try and get into this place like i I don't have a way you know Mm -hmm. at a certain point we just have to hope that we're right um which is really just, it's just interesting. Yeah, and I think, uh, like, Jessica Chastain's really good in the movie. She is. She plays, you know, someone who her whole professional career is hunting Bin Laden. Yeah. And uh, she has some really great scenes. You know, I, I love the scene where I think uh, James Gandolfini, he must play Leon Panetta or something. Yeah. Or, so, I don't know, he plays He's some, some guy. high CIA-ranking officer. Does she have, like, a personal connection to, like, does she have a personal mission no. involved, or is it just, oh. it's just because it's her job? Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, because... like, she she doesn't have anybody, as far as we know, who was, like, killed on 9-11, mm-hmm. um, but, I mean, she has friends in the CIA who are affected by yeah, what happened. Yeah, but there's a really great scene where James Gandolfini's character sits down with her at the cafeteria. Oh, yeah. And he, she says, uh, he says, well, where, you know, where'd you come from? And she says, oh, I was recruited right out of high school. Well, who recruited, or she says something about... How'd you get recruited? And she says, I can't tell you that. Like, oh, she, why were you picked? Yeah, why yeah, are you yeah. picked? And she's basically saying it's classified why she was yeah. picked. And that's all she's known. And that's like kind of the tipping point for him that says, okay, we'll go with it. Yeah. But, you know, she also has that scene where she meets him for the first time. And they're explaining uh, Mark <laughs> Duplass, who's in it for five minutes. Yeah, but he's great. He's great in it. And uh, he's explaining what it is. And they're saying all this stuff. And then she chimes in. She's like, I'm the motherfucker who found this place. Yeah, well, because he asks he asks who she is. Yeah. And he's like, I'm the motherfucker who found this place. Yep. But you, you, you are, Brad, sort of striking a tone with the thing that that I don't love about the movie. Like, I, I think the movie is really good, and you should see it. But I, I found myself not loving it. And I think that is because Maya never really feels like a character to me. Like, there are very few character moments in the movie. It's really just the sort of plot and the mystery. Um, and they tell that really well. Um, so it, it's it's just that it didn't strike a chord with me. Like, I don't I don't leave going like, oh, man, I was so inspired by Maya or I liked Maya so much. Um, she is an inciting force for everything, just like everybody else in the movie. Um, and that's, but that, you know, when it's three hours long, it's like you, you can't fix that. Like, you can't add in a scene where, like, she's hunky-dory with her you know friends but it, she didn't have any friends well the, the, the one scene where she went out to eat it was the marriott yeah. like bombing oh man yeah which i i know i was reading an interview with with her uh jessica stain and Catherine bigelow mm-hmm. and she's a real person i mean obviously the name's oh, yeah. different but uh i don't know I, i'm sure they might have made it more dramatic some of the things that happened yeah. but um and, and i mean the scene at the end where the seals go in and I mean, it, there's, it's basically it, like a Call of Duty sequence. It's pretty sweet. Um, and, you know, you don't, I don't know, it's weird because it's a really cool moment for Americans, you know, because it's like they got him. Yeah. But it's not celebratory, I guess. No. Yeah. Because I, this is not a movie where you feel like, oh, yeah, we're going to fucking get Osama. Like, this is not that movie. And I think, uh, you know, I mean, this isn't spoilers because you know they're going to get him. <laughs> because, yeah. Um, but, you know, she has that moment at the end where, you know, it's all been lifted off her, but also yeah. what does she do now? I mean, yeah. she says, you know, that's my life. And yeah. now that, you know, he's dead, what does she do? And it, it's, it's a really good movie. And, um, but one of my favorites from oh. 2012 <laughs> that, um, that is sort of like, like in, in that last sequence when the seals are going in, when, um, uh, the helicopter crashes, mm-hmm. I was like, seriously, we crashed a helicopter doing this. I didn't know that happened. It's yeah. been like I I, I mean you it's been that? two years. Nah, I don't remember. <laughs> I really just I just don't remember. Wow. Um, but 
it's one yeah. of those things like Argo where it's you know it's true, but it's so kind of it's fantastical. Told, it's told that so well that yeah, you're so, wow. It's it's a little dramatized. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure, but I mean, it, it, I think they the seals were only there for 28 minutes or something. Yeah, and that last sequence, I feels it like feels it's like 28 like minutes. the actual yeah. time that took because it they they take their time. Like it doesn't feel like some fast action sequences with with quick cuts or anything like that. Like it's it's deliberate, you know. Um, and it's really cool. But yeah, I think yeah. everybody should see this movie. The movie's pretty badass. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that moment where the guy looks at the other guy and goes like, do you realize what you just did? That was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, just the idea that these guys, you know, as as important and, and as, you know, patriotic and motivated by all of those things as these guys were, like, in those moments where they have to do their job, like, it is really just more about what they're doing than really the weight of what it means or like you know i'm gonna be the one like that guy clearly wasn't thinking i'm gonna be the one yeah it's just i was doing a job yeah exactly it's not until afterwards he's like oh shit there was a great scene when you're introduced to seal team six where they're at area 51 and they're you know yeah they're showing the the helicopters that are i mean it's true those helicopters have never been tested yeah uh but anyways so uh, they come up to Maya and they say, you know, what, how, what, I, they basically ask, well, how do they know Osama bin Laden's in there? And why are they, you know, what do we have to do with it? And she says, well, I wanted just to drop a bomb on it, but <laughs> <laughs> everybody else wanted you canaries to jump in there and do it. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Yeah. That is the one thing where I was like, I want to know if that specifically is true. If those helicopters were at Area 51, because as far as I was, I, I was told, um, you know, for the past 20 years, Area 51 has basically been like two f- federal agents sitting in a truck outside. Like, they've moved everything out of Area 51. Well, no like, one knows what's Traditional Area 51. Area 51. You can't even get close to Area 51. No, you still can't. But, but like, people don't... It used to be that people who worked at Area 51 went to an airport nearby and flew into the base, and no one flies through that base anymore. Like, it doesn't seem like anybody's working there anymore. And the but, alien that crashed there years ago is, you know... <laughs> yeah. Being held until I'm not saying I'm not saying that they've got Elvis. I'm just saying I want to know where they've got Elvis. <laughs> Our friend wrote a a blog about the Independence Day. Yeah, uh, his response <laughs> to the new 1600 pen. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, he decided that uh, <laughs> that t- time and money would have been spent producing uh, a continuation of Independence Day, <laughs> starring the <laughs> President Whitmore. Uh, in his uh, struggles to rebuild, which the is nation. a great speech. I love that speech in Independence yeah. Day. Oh hell yeah. It's a funny article. You can it read is. it on realnerds.podcast.com. You can. Check it out. Or xaccess.com, which is the origin. <laughs> yeah, the origin. <laughs> but go through our site. Yeah, please. Find it through us, please. Yeah. Um, cool. Anything yeah. else you want to add about Zero Dark Thirty? Um, no. I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, you should check it out. You know. Um, yeah. We also saw Gangster Squad today. Tonight. Yeah. Brad, should people go see Gangster Squad? Uh, there's really nothing here that you haven't seen before. I don't think, uh, I just wasn't into it. James, should people go see gangster squad. Yeah. Um, I would say it's like a rental. Um, cause yeah, you're right there. There's nothing in this movie that you haven't seen before. Um, but it's, it's seeped in sepia and, and style. And I, I, you know, there's some, there's some fun, cool stuff in there. It's not a complete waste of time. Uh, it's not annoying. It's not poorly made or anything like that. It is just simply, they took all the best you know, stuff from a lot of gangster stuff you've seen and yeah. compiled it into one movie. I mean, it's not The Untouchables. It's not LA Confidential. It's not one of those movies, but um, it's so fun. Like, I didn't I didn't hate myself. Yeah. 
<laughs> I hope you don't hate yourself for watching that movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I'm on the fence with it. I think at rental probably, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it's nothing really you haven't seen before. Uh, here's the trailer with the that hit me song. I'm so sorry, Mr. Carter. It won't ever happen again. I swear to God. You're talking to God. So you might as well swear to me. It's Mickey Cohen's town. You're not going to change anything around here, Sarge. We're losing Los Angeles to an eastern crook. I'm the future. This isn't a crime wave. It's enemy occupation. I need you to wage war against Mickey Cohen. I'm looking to put a squad together. What's that? A small squad. Five, maybe six guys. Going up against 40? Well, you gotta die of something. Leave these at home. Nobody will ever know what we've done. We're not solving a case here. We're going to war. What's your racket, handsome? I'm a Bible salesman. Want to take me away from all this and make an honest woman out of me? No, ma'am. I was just hoping to take you to bed. Gallo! 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 Can't shoot me. You're a cop. Not anymore. Fight these bastards. Give us hands. That kid. I have to finish this. Why didn't you tell me you're gone? I'm looking out for you. In cop, it's not for sales like a dog with rabies. You just gotta put him down. Don't go. Don't let me. Los Angeles is my destiny. Is that right? for a bullet before it's over. Anyways, uh, the movie, I I thought the movie was visually really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, I loved the the characters. I I always, I was telling my wife, I said, man, I wish I could pull off the trench coat fedora look, but I just don't think I could. I I think it sucks that men don't wear hats like that anymore. I know. Like if all men just wear hats. Oh, yeah. If you do, you stand out like a sore thumb. (laughs) Yeah, you look like an idiot. They're like, oh, look at this fucking ass clown. Oh, yeah. The whole look of LA at that time and in the movie, I think is really cool. Um, and just like the f- sort of the way the film color wise yeah, looks I don't like noir think, style. I don't think it's a, a problem with the people making the film. I think it's a problem with the script. I don't. Yeah. Because I yeah. think, I mean, I think all the actors are pretty good in it, except for Sean Penn. And, you know, the movie is shot really well by Ruben Fleischer, who did Zombieland and uh, Safety Night Safety. No. No, 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 not Safety Night Guaranteed. <laughs> uh gone in 30 minutes yeah 30 minutes 30 or less minutes or less oh and uh <laughs> so the movie's cool actually i thought one of my favorite uh, my favorite scenes in the movie which i thought was kind of interesting take is when they were busting him out of the burbank police station and they would shoot the gun and then do like a freeze frame oh yeah where it was kind of a graphic novel-y um pulp comic kind of look yeah well because it was it was dark and so all of the flash the flash from yeah. the guns being i think the fight fired. the fight in the elevator early on is pretty cool yeah um 
Josh Brolin uh, taking no nonsense. Yeah, cuts that dude's hand off with the elevator. That was that was cool. Mm. Um, did they rip a dude in half? Yeah. At the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, the the movie's cool. I think you know I I the thing I don't like about Ryan Gosling is you just like him so much and he's yeah. such a good looking guy you're like fuck that guy i should hate him but i love <laughs> everything that he does usually. yeah he is he is almost he sort of just skates by on cool like i don't yeah. i don't really necessarily know his character and um i mean the movie <laughs> the movie is so chock full of cliches that you can boil it down to a place of like there's the cowboy with two six shooters and there's the black guy who's good at throwing knives um and there's the quirky you know there's the the smart dude who knows how to use radios um but, but like, and and he you know his plot is that there is this shoe shine kid who gets killed, and that's his motivation for when to break the law and kill gangsters, and it's silly. But, but you know, I but he pulls it off so well. I, I thought I it was care. cool though because you know you see the trailer and you thought he just joined them right away. Yeah, and he actually broke the law before he even joins the gangster squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, everything about the movie feels really condensed to me. Like everyone's character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. their motivations it seems it's like you're just supposed to understand it right away yeah it, it does like seem josh too. brolin's he's yeah. just a crusading like he was in a war and he wants to stop bad guys yeah moving on <laughs> it, it does seem that that movie Except should it. be like another hour long i mean it yeah. sounds bad but i mean it seems like you're right they didn't let characters like breathe very yeah. much everyone's yeah. just really a character like a caricature. A caricature of and you know even emma stone i mean she's good in it but you know they you know Ryan Gosling's character asked her, you know, what are you doing with a guy like that? She says, I wanted to be an actress. Yeah, they, they never they never explain what she... I mean, especially because it's Sean Penn. He's like 30 years older than she is. And mm. you're just like, this is weird. Yeah. Uh, I'd, like, we'd probably be nice to know how you really fell in with each other. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, there's like, you know, he gives me things you can't understand, you know. <laughs> He's kind of <laughs> shy away. Yeah, exactly. Um and when Josh Brolin's doing his monologues, like the noir voiceover, yeah, to me it always sounds like he's like, oh, I can't believe I'm still reading this paragraph. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds well, like it seems, he sounds bored. Blade Runner. It's, <laughs> it's written really corny, like yeah. it's, but it's written like those old sort of pulp serials it's, were. But see, uh, I think like because I just watched Sin City, I think Sin City does a way better job of yeah, you know, doing the. They're not, yeah, I'm not saying that they well, are the best. They're definitely Willis not. has more inflection in his like delivery. Yeah, Brolin's just like. You know, and then a great weight was lifted off the city of, the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> Every and then man Jer- has a and he threw his badge in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. That, there's that cliche. <laughs> yeah, you know, what, what I laughed, I, I kind of oh. giggled because in Hot Shots, uh, so stupid. Charlie Sheen has his father's eyes, literally, in a, like this <laughs> container, and he throws them in the ocean. So I kind of giggled because that's what I thought about. <laughs> oh mm. man! And then Mickey Cohn's supposed to be this, you know terrifying menacing uber villain like the worst gangster of all time that's like yeah. how it's sold but you really don't get a sense of like yeah he'll uh draw and quarter a guy with two cars but he's got this overall plot to run um drug money <laughs> through a, a phone company no, no it's betting money not betting even, money not drug, yeah drugs and be- I mean, yeah. he's running drugs already but yeah. yeah he's got that going on but i don't know I, I never got a sense that he was like that much of a badass like he gets angry and he kills yeah. people like that yeah. well and i think he is so chewing scenery that he's never dangerous he's just sort of annoying yeah, yeah well like, I mean, like it's just the way Sean, I, I mean well, by the way the way he Sean has Penn a boxer backstory yeah. yeah well and that's real which culminates uh, in a fist fight 
that's stupid. Yeah, um, I mean, but I mean, it's th- actually the fist fight because of the waters everywhere. Is it just me, or was that totally the end of Lethal Weapon? Like, <laughs> yeah, if, if bit, Brush yeah. Brolin had just like taken his shirt off and started going like ah, like it would have been the end of Lethal Weapon. Well, too, you know that that last scene. He has the worst line. I can't believe they left that in the movie. He says, oh. here comes Shanty Claws. <laughs> yeah. And then what happens to Ryan Gosling's character? He's just put in the corner, and then they just forget about <laughs> him. And He's bleeding out in the corner. And yeah. then, you know, there's this... And they hey, the bad guys can't shoot the good guys. And then that scene where, you know, Santa Claus comes out, and they're shooting. <laughs> Why can't they hit each other? They're just shooting candles, and they're running th- between candles. And Yeah. There's some goofy parts. Of it. I mean, the movie is cool. I, I don't know. Did yeah. they want to make this movie 3D at one point? Because that's a, the only reason oh. I feel like the slow motion is mm-hmm. in. Like, it's um, got that phantom cam. Like, things are exploding. Yeah. So, I'm like, did they want to do 3D to do at a, one point? I, yeah, I think he just wanted it to be cool. It's so rarely um, used. Like, there's the jail part, slow down, and then there's, like, yeah, that gunfight. And then the Chinatown yeah. a little bit. Which is, I, I, I like the Chinatown shootout. I thought that was fun. Mostly just because I think that guy who plays like the 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 guy with the white tie and the and the glass eye, um, I I like that, that actor. Yeah, I mean it's cool um, too. But then how does Ryan Gosling show up there and he knows that something's wrong? Oh yeah, it's the other thing about this movie. Like people just know where people are, and uh, this uh, gangster squad who's supposed to, supposed to remain anonymous, you know, mostly anonymous, so they can protect their families. Yeah, they just kind of show their faces everywhere and go gung ho and. You know, confront yeah. all the bad guys. Though, I did really like that first sequence when they, they put on the masks and they break into the gambling establishment mm-hmm. and there are cops from, from, from where, Bel Air? Mm-hmm. Um, Burbank. Burbank, who were there. Uh, and so they end up getting chased out by the actual cops. I, you know, it's, it's little things like no, that that I think are really entertaining. No, there's, like, there's, it's entertaining. I don't think it's, you know, a horrible movie. No. It's just, uh, it's just like there's bad inconsistencies. And, yeah. Yeah, again, I think it's motivations. the script. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. kind of let him down. Um, oh, and there's also that cliche of, like, the one member of the team sneaks up on the rest of the team. Like, oh, who's that guy? <laughs> he can't be in our He's team. He's a wild card. Well, I snuck up on you guys, didn't I? Maybe I am good at this oh, shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Uh, but he has a funny name. As voiced by Navidad. the audience guy. Yeah. Who was yeah. like, his name's Navidad. Oh, yeah, that was Oh, man. man. Yeah, people talking in movies continues to be a, a problem. I just don't. Why does that happen? I don't get it. Well, the first with Zero Dark Thirty, like this guy brought his two sons in there. Yeah, I mean, you brought. Um, I mean, to cool. a rated R, like you know, How old political drama. They had been like ten, but I mean, yeah, that's fine if you know he wants to show him that movie. I don't think that movie was that violent. No, but uh, you're gonna ask him to sit through a three-hour political movie, right? I mean, yeah, there's action in it, but I mean, it's it's literally. I mean, there's the first hour of the movie is them um, talking. You know Pentagon jargon. Yeah, yeah. And well, they, but they weren't paying. They weren't bored by that because they were talking over the Pentagon jargon, which yeah, is why yeah. I missed a lot of the yeah. Pentagon <laughs> jargon. Um, yeah, uh, man, I don't know why people do that. But yeah, anyway, Gangster Squad's pretty to look at. Yeah, between Ryan Gosling and Emma's how well it's shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might as well if you like crazy, stupid love, and you want to see more Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling making out. Is that in the twenties? Some of the thirties, forty, thirty-nine, forty-nine, forty-nine. I mean, yeah. Anyway, anyways, it's not bad. That's the show for this week. Next week, we're seeing The Last Stand with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, it should probably be noted also that uh, if it were something that was going to bother you, the theater shootout scene is completely cut from the movie. So. 
because uh, at some point, like I remembered it, and then I started getting tense, and I was like, "Oh, how I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this." Um, but then it's not in the movie at all. So just you know, if you thought it looked cool, go or rent it, and don't worry about that part until the director's cut. Yeah, well, the director's I, that cut. probably never see the light of day. Really, you don't think they'll put nah, that on a deleted scene? So. They didn't put the Spider-Man trailer where he caught a helicopter in between the World Trade Center. Yeah, studios are putting less and no. less bonus material on their disc because the discs aren't selling as well as they used to. I think that's different. I think that's... Hmm? I, I, I mean, what we're talking about is there was a disaster, there was a horrible thing that happened and whether or not you ever let, let see, people see that footage. Um, not not necessarily them just not putting content on DVDs. Which I always think is uh, kind of bizarre about the 9-11. Th- I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, be weird, but... It, I mean, they show that plane crashing into that building, I don't know how oh, yeah. many times, and that's thousands of people dying instantly. Yeah. And they're not going to show two buildings with a helicopter kind of with a spider web. Oh, yeah. I, I don't get sometimes well, the sensitivity a, of that. For a while there, like on TV, when they would replay older movies, they would go in and they would they would cut out yeah. the, the towers in the background, um, which is just, it's weird. Um, that's It's the wrong place to be sensitive about that stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway... Except for the 1974 King Kong, he still fights on top of him. <laughs> See, you, there's really nothing, horribly. There's nothing you can do about that. You can't get around that. <laughs> no, you know, I own all the King Kongs, and I I didn't, I haven't seen the one from, I think it's 74, in the longest time. Yeah. And I, you know, I said, oh, it's only like three bucks on DVD. I'll fucking get it and watch it. Ew. Yeah. It's literally a dude in a gorilla suit. <laughs> yep. Like, Stuart. Congo. Gross. Congo is better. Yeah, it is. Bruce Campbell's in it. He dies really early. Actually, he's a Maniac Cop too, and it was streaming for free. Oh yeah, Bruce Campbell. And I says, "Oh, sweet, a Bruce Campbell movie I haven't seen. He dies in the first like five minutes." <laughs> Guess what I did as soon as he died? Turned, Turned it, it off. off. <laughs> <laughs> because I already knew it was Cheese Dick, and then that he, I had no other reason to watch it. Is yeah. you know. Anyways, next week cool. we'll be seeing The Last Stand. Arnold Schwarzenegger's first starring role since two thousand three was Terminator Three, I think. Hmm. Was it? Yeah. Uh, Collateral Damage, also a movie that got postponed by 9-11. It was. Which and another movie I'll be adding to my need-to-rewatch list. Really? Oh. Collateral <laughs> Damage isn't bad. I mean, I've first, never the seen it. Fire Axe was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've I never, own it. You can borrow it. I've never seen it. You know, that sweet. that might be one of the things I should do this year, because there are a lot of those, like, big, um, like, uh, Cobra... Or it's nice. that um, cover so boring. <laughs> uh, there are a bunch of Arnold Schwarzenegger like action movies, like where he's out in the jungle fighting. Cobra's a Stallone movie, but go I know, on. I know, no, I know it is. Um, but I just mean there are a lot of those action movies, like those ones that people talk about. That uh, Commando, I've never seen Commando. What? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's see, that's what I'm saying. Huh. The whole point of Commando is he goes rescues his daughter Alyssa Milano and kills people with like a saw and. Machine guns, dude. That's sorry. Hard. Also, All five right. guys against the entire Mickey Cone, like <laughs> bad guy squad. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Their cops are better shots. Yep. Uh, There's a great line in The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he's. Uh, uh, you should see it. I've never seen The Running Man. <laughs> Anyways, um, you can follow us on Twitter, Real Underscore Nerds. You can like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can go to iTunes, download us. Real Nerds Podcast. You can listen to us on Stitcher Radio. You can also email us directly, realnerds at gmail.com. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. Call us, 720-6nerds5. Um, thank you for listening. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.